When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I'm here to share my backlist, 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 a, a, a. This is episode 116, and today I'm going to talk about a couple great titles that I'm super excited about. But first, today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed, and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year, and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased increasingly more sus when he and Shue barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eilin for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is the perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. So I didn't have a theme when I picked out the books I'm going to talk about today, and they are wildly different from each other. The one thing they definitely have in common is that I truly, madly, deeply love each of these books so much, so much. So first, I'm going to start with Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nusrat. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were talking about the docuseries based on this book, and my friend didn't realize that this book was a book for reading. She thought it was just a cookbook, and I let her know, like, no, it's more like a cooking instruction book with recipes and lessons, but it has so much information and it's definitely a book to read. 
So I wanted to make sure to mention this book on this show in case other people thought it was only a cookbook because this book is not only anything. This book is everything. This book has changed my life. I grew up in a household that was really food-centric. It's food is central to our cultures, but also like we cooked a lot at home. And I grew up with a garden with like a bunch of different fruit trees and a bunch of fresh vegetables. And I had grandparents who cooked and my aunt would always bake everything from scratch with me. And so I know the basics of cooking and baking, and I'm great at following recipes, even if the recipe is a slightly poorly written recipe. But I am still really hesitant to just wing it completely in the kitchen. And this book has been such a great help. The author's idea is that by mastering the four elements, salt, fat, acid, and heat, you'll be able to cook just about anything. Every sentence in this book is golden. I'm still in absolute awe of everything that I've learned. So for instance, I fully admit I may be the last person to actually have learned this, but prior to reading this book, when I would boil water for pasta, I would put a pinch of salt in the water. And after reading this book, I learned that you need to put like hands full of salt in the water and the water should be as salty as the sea, the author says, and it should make you pucker when you taste it. I had no idea about this. I feel like it's the 17th century and Galileo just came up to me and was like, yo, the earth revolves around the sun. And then all of a sudden my worldview has completely changed and I'm still, I read this book forever ago, and I am still in absolute awe of just this even little thing that has completely changed the way I cook. And this book is full of things like this. Some of the stuff I knew, and I felt proud that I knew it, but holy wow, I was so ignorant about a lot of the things. And on top of that, the illustrations are beautiful and useful. I actually read the book and well, I listened to it on audiobook, and before I even finished the audiobook, I bought the book book version because it's definitely something I own, wanted to own and reference because it's just so full of information, and there's no way that you can retain it all just by reading it once. So, moral of the story, read Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nosrat and salt your pasta water properly. Do yourself an extra favor and read it as soon as possible before the holidays appear and you're doing a bunch of cooking. So, you know, you're welcome. So the next book I want to talk about, which I love, 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 is Fairy Tales from the Brothers Grimm by Philip Pullman. Yes, this is the Philip Pullman who wrote the His Dark Materials trilogy. It starts with The Golden Compass, etc. And this book, he's put together a somewhat academic collection of fairy tales from the Brothers Grimm. So he did a bunch of research and he takes various versions of the fairy tales that the Brothers Grimm collected and he strips them down to their most basic parts. After each story, he notes the tale type, which is explained in the introduction, the source of the story, and similar stories in various countries. He also offers a bit of examination and insight on themes and structure. 
So full disclosure, I used to be an absolute jerk about fairy tales, like Lucy Van Pelt meets Violet Beauregard, just absolutely awful person. And I would say things like, I prefer the fairy tales in their original forms, implying that any other retellings were less than, including like Disney retellings aren't real, and so forth and so on. And I was wildly ignorant, I will admit that. And the introduction of this book really opened my eyes. Even the Brothers Grimm weren't necessarily telling original tales as they were going around the countryside and the villages and collecting the tales from storytellers. And depending on the person telling a story, the same story could be romantic or it could be frightening or it could be this epic tale because rarely did two people tell a story in the exact same way. So what does original version even mean when the story that was passed along orally through multiple people comes into this form when it's finally in a book. So, you know, things that make you go, hmm, right? So this book has three of my absolute favorite stories, which I was already familiar with, which are The Fisherman and His Wife, which is both tragic and hilarious. The Musicians of Bremen, which is so absurd and... All my wife has to do is just mention the title of the story and I will just fall into fits of giggles. And then The Frog King, which the book opens with, that's the first story. The Frog King is also known sometimes as the Frog Prince. Like there are a bunch of different versions of this story floating around, which he talks about. And I will tell you that in this version, Philip Pullman keeps my favorite bit about how the princess turns the frog into a prince and hint, it is absolutely not by kissing him. So I am also a big fan of couples reading to each other and my wife read me every story from this book. It's a great read aloud book, I think especially for adults. The stories aren't particularly flashy and might not hold the interest of some kids, depending on their ages, uh, but the stories are really full of, like, WTF, and for adults, it, they're absolutely delightful, and I laughed so much. Um, again, that's Philip Pullman's Fairy Tales from the Brothers Grimm. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you would like to talk about books or nerdy stuff or cooking or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter, Litzy, and Instagram at the info file, as in the lover of information. Liberty will be here next week to share more of her backlist picks. In the meantime, have a great weekend, drink some water, and happy reading!